you're taking notes, I want you to write this title down. The weight we carry. To be honest with you, you don't want to spell it. The weight we carry. And I'm excited about this because I believe that each and every single one of us can carry some kind of weight. We carry something that carries on our shoulders. We carry some kind of burdens on our shoulders. And I'm just going to dive right into this if you guys don't mind. But I believe that this generation, my generation, because I'm not much older than you guys, our generation, we're facing more burdens and heavier burdens than any other generation I think has ever faced. I've heard so many people, you guys go through so much more in high school, junior high, than most, most generations ever have. Now, I believe because it's because we have this new thing, it's not even new anymore, but internet and our phones. That's why we tell you to put your phones away. Because they distract us, they carry a burden. And this generation, we carry with so many burdens. And so tonight, I'm going to give us nine burdens, nine things. And I looked this up when I was looking uh, up the top 10 things that teenagers struggle with. Top 10 things teenagers struggle with, and, and here's some of them depression, bullying, peer pressure, social media, stress. Anxiety, self-esteem, slash body image, self-harm, and acceptance. Those are like the top 10 things, plus I added a little bit of my own in there. Top 10 things that teenagers, you guys, struggle with in today's world. And I don't know if you guys said something that you guys would probably like your head just like, yeah, I struggle with that. That's mine. I, I deal with that all day long. Maybe some of you don't deal with anything. But we all, some of us, carry some kind of burden or weight that we just hold on to. And I like these, and I look at these and go, it's so true because I've shown some of these, but if we go back up acceptance, everybody wants to be accepted somewhere. We all want to be accepted into a friend group. We all want to be accepted into school. We want to have friends. We want people to like us. And if people don't like us, we, 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 we don't like that. We like, to, we like to be accepted. And sometimes if we don't get accepted, it leads to other stuff on this list. It leads to maybe depression and stress. Maybe it leads to self-harm. And we start to hurt ourselves. We start to do things to ourselves that we shouldn't do. Or it makes us not like ourselves at all. And we don't like our body, our, our body image, we don't like ourselves, we don't have much self-esteem anymore, or it leads to anxiety, or we have stress, because I've heard so many uh, people talk about how they have stress in school. Who has stress about school? I was there. Yes, school's, school's hard. So there's one thing that we, we have on our shoulders that we carry around with us is the stress of school, or whatever it is, but social media, that was one big thing. I was actually talking to Sarah, I wasn't going to put this, I was talking to Sarah, she said she's giving up social media for the 21 days of parent fasting for our church. And she told me, she's like, it's just such a relief. Giving up social media is such a relief. Like, I don't have the burden to look at my phone or, or what other people are doing. And that's exactly what I was going to say tonight. It's, it's such a burden when you get rid of it. Because social media, we carry this weight of looking at other people's profiles. We look at famous people. We wish we had their life. We wish we had that kind of money. We wish, like, we wish we had their kind of clothes. We wish we had their life. But we don't. And so then that just leads to other things. And, and we, we get sucked into the idea of social media. Peer pressure. I got sucked into peer pressure when I was in high school. I told you guys about a story about my pants and kid. You don't know that story? You can ask me later, okay? I got sucked into peer pressure. And people want us to do things, maybe to other people, or do things to be liked or cool because we want to fit in with the crowd. We want to fit in with everybody that's, that's around us because we want to be accepted. And so we do whatever it is that our friends are asking us to do because we want to be cool. And maybe that leads to bullying because now they're asking us to do something to another person that we shouldn't do. That's not the right thing. And so now we're bullying somebody else or maybe you are getting bullied. And those things, I think, just lead to the idea of depression. And people suffer with that all over the world. And so all these things are top ten things that people struggle with and, and deal with. And so my question for you tonight, and you can write this down if you're taking notes, is what is it that you need to throw back into 2019 so you can be free in 2020? Because I think we all carry something. We're in a new year. Everyone's like, new year, new me. We're going to be new. We're going to do the new thing. We're going to be, 
We're going to change our lives. We're going to have New Year's resolutions. We're going to do something different this year. So what is it that we need to get rid of so we can be free in 2020? Because see, God wants us to be free in 2020. He doesn't want us to hold on to all this weight and all these different things that are, are weighing us down. And I believe there's some people on tonight, like I said, in this room tonight that you guys are dealing with this stuff. I know it. Because I deal with some of these too. And so you guys are thinking probably, what is it that I'm being weighed down by? And maybe even some of you would say tonight that 2019 wasn't your year. 2019 was not your year. It was a terrible year. Maybe things happened to you that you didn't expect or you didn't want to happen. And so it just turned out to not be your year. Maybe it was your year. And that's amazing. But maybe 2019 wasn't your year. And I even believe some of you were weighed down so much that it just kept you like physically not able to move or emotionally not able to move. And 2019 was just a hard, hard year. I told you I was going to be writing to this. Because I feel like God wants to work on this in somebody's heart tonight. And see, I believe that's not the way God wants us to live. God doesn't want us to live emotionally trapped in ourselves. He doesn't want us to stay retreated. He wants us to be free. He wants us to go. He wants us to do what he's called us to do. And see, all these things that I listed, they hold us back. They keep us from what God wants to do. They keep us from freely living in 2020. They keep us from moving forward because they're just heavily weighing down on our shoulders. And see, God does not want us to live that way. See, the things that weigh us down, God wants us to give to him. God wants us to put them on his shoulders. He wants us to give them to him. And so Psalms 55, 22, it'll be on the screen, says this. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. I'm just going to stop right there because that tells us already. God is saying right here, pile your troubles on my shoulders. So whoever needs to hear that tonight, whatever you're dealing with, maybe, whatever you see over here, whether you're thinking in your head and I didn't listen, God is saying you need to pile that on my shoulders. Because it goes on to say, he will carry your love, and he will help you out. And I don't know about you, but when I look at this and I see, okay, there's somebody that wants to carry my love and carry my weight. There's a God that wants to help me out. Okay, like I'm going to give you whatever I'm dealing with. I'm going to give you whatever I'm struggling with because I don't want to hold on to it. And then it goes on and it says... He will never let good people topple the ruin. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of you in these chairs tonight, you guys are meant to be here for a purpose. You're meant to be on this earth for a purpose. And you are here for a reason. And God doesn't want anything bad to happen to you. But things will happen, and we need to be prepared and say, God, I'm just going to give this to you. He's asking, he's saying, pile your troubles on my shoulders. I want to carry your love. I want to help you out. Because he doesn't want us to topple into ruin. See, we, need, we have to give God our burdens before he can carry them. God can't carry what we don't give him, right? He wants us to physically say, here, God, I give you my burdens. I don't want to carry what's weighing me down. I don't want to carry my depression anymore. I don't want to carry my anxiety anymore. I'm giving this to you. And God will say, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm going to hold it for you. And I'm going to help you. And I'm going to lead you. And I'm going to carry this for you so you don't have to. God wants to carry it. And we have to give them to him before he can carry it for us. He wants us to physically give them. Physically give him our burden. See, God wants to carry our troubles. He wants to carry them. He's asking us. He's saying, pile your troubles on my shoulders. Pile them. He wants to carry our weight. God wants us to live free in 2020. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to move forward in 2020. And everything that he has for us to see, this weight that we're carrying is going to weigh us down. It's going to keep us from moving into 2020. It's going to keep us from moving into the direction God has for us. And so we need to say, you know what, God, I just give this to you. You know, when I was looking at uh, burdens and Things that weigh us down. I was, I was just thinking about this idea. I've learned that burdens, whatever we deal with, whatever is right here, or whatever you're thinking of, they tend to put us into a place that we don't want to be in. They put us emotionally into a mood that we don't want to be in. They make us unhappy. I mean, you ever think like, think of the last time you were stressed out about something? 
Were you happy about whatever you're stressing out about? Oh my gosh, I have so much homework. Yes. Like, no. No one ever is excited when you're stressed out. You, it puts you into a mood you don't want to be in. It puts you into that place of being upset or frustrated or angry or whatever it is. It puts you into a place you don't want to be in. And it was funny because I, I thought of this because it happened to me. It legit happened to me last week. I was, uh, I was talking with Michael in, in our office, and he was telling me about this kid that comes to our church with his family. And he ended up being in the hospital. Michael was saying we should go visit him and, and see him. And, and so he told me this. I was like, well, what happened? And he said he got a sinus infection in his nose, and he had to go to the hospital, and he had to get a procedure done, and it was a big thing. And it made me a little nervous. And quite frankly, why did that make me nervous? It made me nervous because I've been dealing the last couple months with like my own sinus issues. I've honestly thought I've had a sinus infection for like a long time. I've never done anything about it. I get these really bad headaches like all the time. And I was really concerned. When he said that, like my heart started coming. I was like, I don't want to get a procedure done. Like, I don't want to die. Like, I, I want to be careful. Kid didn't die, but I just don't. You know, I, my, my mind went there, right? I went to that place. It put me in that place I didn't want to be in. And so I forgot about it. I went home that night. I was reading a book, and all of a sudden my mind just started wandering. Has anybody ever had that huge mind that starts to wander? You start to think of uh, scenarios that never happen. You start to think of things that just aren't even a reality possibility. Well, I started thinking, and I was like, I might actually have to, like, I might have a science infection. I might have to, that might happen to me. And so I started, I dropped my book, and I started looking at my phone, like, symptoms of science infection. And I started Googling, I started scrolling, I was like, oh, I got that, I got that. Definitely have that, but I don't have that. And I started just going through all these possibilities. And my mind took me to that place of, of frustration or of anxiousness or anxiety or stress that I was like, I might actually go to the hospital. I might have a sinus infection in my face. Like, I might be, like, messed up. And my mind went to that place. I started stressing about something that I couldn't even control. I started putting myself into a place that I didn't want to be in. And so whatever we deal with, we just put ourselves into that place. We put ourselves into a mood that we don't want to be in. Our burdens will always put us into a place that we don't want to be in. See, why do we choose to hold on to things that don't make us happy? I mean, think of the last time you were unhappy. Like, was it your choice to be unhappy? Maybe it wasn't. But why do we choose to hold on to some of those things? Why do we choose to hold on to situations that don't make us happy? See, I went upstairs after I started Googling all the symptoms, and I was really nervous. Like, I went upstairs, and yes, that's the word I'm calling. Okay, calm down. I went upstairs. My mom was in the kitchen counter. I was like, I'm probably going to die, okay? I have a sinus infection in my face. I'm going to die. I looked at all the symptoms. I got everything, okay? I'm going to die. And she's like, okay, first of all, calm down, okay? Chill. Anyway, hold on, she's kind of such an amazing. And she told me to come down. She's like, you're stressing about nothing, okay? You probably don't have a science infection. You have like half the symptoms. Calm down. You're over exaggerating. I was like, you're right, but still, okay? You don't care about me. I want to live. And, and so she told me, just calm down. You don't have a science infection. You're going to be fine. We're going to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor. I don't have a science infection. She was right, just like our parents always are. Whatever, okay? Love you, mom. But I don't have a science infection. But I started working. And so then I went downstairs. And I went back downstairs and I started reading my book, and God like, totally spoke to me in that moment. He's like, this is, this is what I'm teaching you. You're worried about something that you can't control. You're, you're letting your anxiety, you're letting your stress about a certain situation get a hold of you. And I believe something here tonight, your stress, your anxiety, whatever, your depression, has got your grip so tight that you can't even move. You're just stuck in that moment. You're stuck in whatever burden you're carrying, and you just can't move. See, God is saying we need to let those go. We need to give our burdens up because we don't want to be in a place of being unhappy. We don't want to be stuck in that place of being frustrated. See, you aren't meant to carry all of this weight on your own. You're not. You're not meant to carry this weight on your own. See, God is asking us to give him the weight. He's asking us to give him the burden over to him so we don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to carry what's holding you tight. 
You don't have to carry what's keeping you trapped. You don't have to carry it. See, the burdens that we carry do not define us. See, God defines us. And some of you, I, I, me too, I've done this. Like, we get defined by our, 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 our burdens. When we're stressed out, we're like, I'm just a stressed out person all the time. It doesn't matter. And that's what you're defined by. You just think you're a You think you're an anxious person all the time. Or you, you just label yourself as, yeah, I'm always depressed. I'm always upset. I'm always going through this. But see, our burdens, the burdens we carry do not define us. See, God defines us. And I've been listening to some of these things that are going to be put on the screen. And, and what it says is that I believe that some of you here tonight say that you're unworthy. But see, God says that you are worthy. You say that no one loves you. But see, God says that I love you. You say that you can't be forgiven, but see, God says, I already forgave you. See, God, he died on the cross for our sins. He, his body broke to us. His blood shed for us. And see, God says, I forgive you. He did that to forgive the sins you would commit yesterday, the sins that maybe you committed today, and the sins that you're going to commit tomorrow. See, he already forgave you. And some of you probably say, like, I can't be forgiven, Josh. Like, I've done this, this, and this. I shouldn't even be in this building because church is for perfect people. See, that's a label that people put on church. Church isn't meant for perfect people. See, if church is meant for perfect people, Jesus would be the only one in this room right now. But see, you're all here. I'm on this stage, and like, I'm the last person to be up here. Last person. I've dealt with so many things in my life. I've done so many things in my life. I legit became a real like, follower of Jesus like three years ago. And now I'm a student pastor at this church that I grew up in. Mind blowing. But God uses people no matter what. So your past or whatever you think you've done, the things that I've been involved in, see, God doesn't define us by that. See, God says, I forgave you and I already forgot about it. I don't even care what you did before. Like, it doesn't even matter. All that matters is what you're going to do with the future. Are you going to continue to do those things or are you going to keep moving forward into what I want to do? See, you think you can't be forgiven, but see, God says, I already forgave you. You say you have no purpose on this earth, but God says, I created you for a purpose. And see, I already went into that earlier. Each and every single one of you, under the sound of my voice, wherever you are in this room, even if you're downstairs hearing this, you all were created for a purpose on this earth, to do God's work. You have a purpose on this earth. You may not know what it is yet. You may not have found it yet. But see, you're going to find it, and God will show you what it is. Because you all have a purpose. You're all destined for something great and amazing, no matter what it is. Something amazing is going to happen in your life that God is going to be involved in, and he's going to say, see, I told you, I created you. You need to believe that you have a purpose on this earth. You have a purpose to be here. And then the last one, and I decide whether I want to get rid of this word or not, but God's like, no, just keep it. You say, you might say that you're ugly. You may not like the way you look. Now, I don't like the way I look, Josh. I don't like that look in the mirror, and I just regret everything that I see. But see, God says that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. So if God says that, then I think we should say that. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. I'm created in God's image. See, God created Adam and Eve out of the dust of the earth. He's created us out of dirt. We are perfect in his eye. He loves us and cares about each and every single one of us. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for you. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you just need to say that. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. If you start saying it, you start believing it. You just need to believe it because God believes it. If God believes it, if God says it, that we should be saying. See, why do we choose to carry all these things? Why do we choose to think all these things, all these negative ideas, all these negative thoughts, all these burdens, all these weights? Why do we choose to carry this? Why do we choose to carry unnecessary weight? Why do we choose to hold on to things that don't make us happy? See, why, why do we choose to hold on to things that, that weigh us down? 
See, because God is asking us to give it to him, so why aren't we just giving it to him? Why aren't we trusting him to deal with this stuff? Instead, we're trying to deal with it on our own by going to social media or going to our friends or, or going to other people because we want that acceptance. We want people to tell us we're beautiful. But see, we don't need people to tell us that. We just need God to say it. And he already says it. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. So why are we holding on to all this stuff? See, he's asking you to give it up. So why won't you trust him? This next scripture verse that they're going to put up on the screen. Um, God really spoke in my heart over these last 21 days. And he, he spoke to me and said, this is the verse I want you to hold on to. I want you to grasp onto this verse with your life this year. And it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Most of you probably know it, some of you might not, but it's okay. It's on the screen. It says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. See, in all your ways, you acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. See, God, you really spoke to me in this moment when I, was, when I started reading this. And he's like, this is what I want you to do this year. This is what I want you to hold on to this year. Trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own knowledge. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on what you think. Lean on what I think. Lean on this Bible. Read on this word. Lean on this. He's like, you need to trust in me with everything you have. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. And God will make straight our paths and say, we're going to trust him. He will show us the direction to go. He will show us the path that we need to take. He will show us exactly what we need to do if we trust in Him. So you may be asking tonight, Josh, how do I deal with my burdens? How do I deal with it? Because it's like something I deal with on the inside. It's not like a physical thing I can give God. Like I can't just pull it out and go, here you go. Here's my heart. Nah. How can, you, how can we give our burdens to God? See, if you come to Riverside on a Sunday morning, or we're doing these things uh, 21 days of parent fasting. I love this, these 21 days of prayer fasting. And, and uh, it's where you give up something in your life, mostly kind of food or, or whatever else you want to give up. And so we've been doing this in one day 10. And so the thing that I give up is the thing that I use all the time. I love, and this is what I do when I go home after work. I love watching movies, TV, and playing video games. Anyone else with me on that? That's like your thing. Okay, not at all. Okay, no one else likes it. But I watch TV and movies. Like, that's my thing. I love watching TV shows. I love watching movies. It's like my thing. And so what I decided to do is just give that up. 21 days. I gave up my new TV I got for Christmas. I gave it up. Movies, TVs, I haven't watched anything in like 10 days. And I'm like, nah, I'm on the inside. Like, I need to watch something. I'm just doing my voice. But I gave that up. And see, over these last 21 days, see, what you're supposed to do when you give something up is you're supposed to take that time. And when you, when you think about that, you're supposed to go to God and be like, God, help me. And we're supposed to try. It draws you closer to God. And see, so, obviously, I don't watch TV or movies all night, so I have, like, seven hours to, like, do nothing. So, what do I do? I read books. I read books. I read my Bible. I pray to God. And see, that's how we give our burdens to God. We give our burdens to God by sitting and reading our Bible. We give our burdens to God by doing the one thing. And some of you might find this really uncomfortable, but see, when I, the last 21 days, what I've been doing, every single day, every morning, every night, this is, what, this is the position I get in. On my, on my knees and on my hands. And I just surrender myself to God. And I say, God, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? I want to give you my everything. God, the things that I'm dealing with, the things that I'm struggling with, I want to give it to you. And this is the position you should be in. It means sometimes physically, you don't have to do this, but all it takes is to say, God, I want to give you what I'm doing. The burdens that I'm dealing with, I want to give it to you. And so 21 days, 10 days, I've been doing this twice a day, just getting on my hands, getting on my face and saying, God, I give this to you. And see, that's how we give our burdens to God, by spending time with him, by reading his word, by listening to him. And see, this may feel uncool. 
you may not think that this is cool. See, this is how we grow a relationship with Jesus. Maybe it's sitting in a chair. You don't have to always get on your hands and knees, but you sit and you listen and you wait for God. God wants to meet with you and carry your weight. James 4, 7 through 10 says this, message version. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he will be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin, purify your inner life, quit playing the field, hit bottom, and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. And I love that last line right there. Get down on your knees before the master, before God. Get down on your knees. It's the only way you'll get back on your feet. See, I believe some of us are Yeah.